0: Welcome to Inside the Economy with SHNJ. Presented by Larry House of Sharky House and Jaber. Learn more about Sharky House and Jaber at shwj.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, well, good morning. A uh, quick view of the numbers. There's not uh, a lot of excitement out there. ISM numbers came in non-manufacturing, still pretty high. Jobless claims, 269,000. That's uh, almost a year and a half of initial jobless claims under 300,000. Fairly good. Strong labor market. Unemployed, still at 4.9. The uh, great recovery in crude oil... Which, if you do some of the math, is pretty spectacular. We're up to forty-four dollars a barrel, up from forty-one. So that's an improvement. The euro got stronger; it's back to one eleven. And none of the rest of the treasuries are uh, have changed much at all. There isn't a lot of uh, uh, major shifts in the yield curve. There's no fear of the Fed raising rates here in the near term. So there's not a lot of excitement in that market. Uh, the payroll numbers have remained strong. Uh, government, in, like it's indicative here, has, has creeped up a little bit. Construction has come down. Private services are still doing well. Uh, private services are the only area where there's any inflation at all. The rest of these are all or down. The... Uh, Spending, and here is spending. This came up a couple weeks ago. Uh, The top line up there is autos. Vehicles and parts is really where most of the retail sales are. Uh, The bottom down here in the red are box stores and retail. I think you'll see Macy's either go bankrupt or get out of the box store business. Target's probably next. The rest of them, restaurants. The only place of growth, the rest are relatively flat. Retail sales are up about 2%. Mm, Not bad. Uh, The pace of the growth of auto sales is slowing. We've talked about 2017 might be a year when that turns and, and slows down a little bit. After everybody has a new car, well, they don't buy so many new cars. And I think we're rapidly approaching that. Uh, looking at consumer debt, and this is all about consumer this time, the relative strength of the consumer the uh, uh, we're at about twelve trillion in total consumer debt, mortgages, student loans, everything. The only area that's really growing significantly is still student loans, and that's slowing. credit cards, mortgages uh, actually, the growth in mortgages is new home. Uh, development. There's not much in the way in the refinance market. Most maturing mortgages more than five years old are being paid off. This is a fairly good consumer uh, picture. There is very little inflation in this. On the other side, also non-inflationary is how the household savings are holding up. Uh, Broke this down by age, it came up. The green at the top are obviously the 55, age 55 and older. They're still saving a substantive amount. And the bottom in the orange there, that's the under 34. There's the new household group. They are actually spending more than they're saving, not surprising. Uh, New household development is growing once again. The uh, group that are supposed to have households, the age 35 to 44, are kind of flat everybody else is positive we still have positive uh savings in the u.s about five and a half percent which is a pretty good number that's mostly the age 55 or over not surprisingly on the other side of the coin uh the Gini numbers came out a little while ago and the urban institute came ahead of it and produced this little gym uh this really is the share of the population, the U.S. population and income class. And again, you can avoid anything that the uh, media tells you that we're losing the middle class and the poor are growing. Both of those are wrong. The uh, The class that's growing the most is the upper middle income. That's income between 100 and 349. It is growing fine. The, quote, rich upper income the highest 2% uh is remained relatively flat in the last 15 years a little under 2%. Middle income 50 to 100,000 is uh pretty much the same. Lower middle in, in, and and uh, the poor have shrunk since 1980 as a percentage. Well, yes, there's a lot of money in the US right now. The uh the markets have recovered. Here's the last two years of the, of the Welsh total market and the S&P. Uh, they're both in the new territory. I think that's a combination of uh, some kind of recovery in earnings, good economic data, uh, and prospects for low interest rates. The prospects for low interest rates is, is clearly long-term, even if the Fed raises sometime this year. That's not going to have a big impact on, uh, on the markets. As far as the U.S. corporate side is concerned, here's the commercial paper that's outstanding. And this is also the last two years. It has not increased. There's not a lot of uh, growth in this market. Also very inflationary. We're, uh, we're not seeing a lot of need for debt. There has been a lot of debt issue, both on the municipal and the corporate side, and that's basically for cheap money or free money. The, uh, the government side of things, government consumption and, uh, quote, gross investment, has cooled. The states have gone through their uh, recovery, and states lag everybody because most state income is f- property value-driven. Not necessarily sales tax driven, and the federal government has cooled too. our uh, our well, oops, uh, I'll come back to this on treasury issue here in a minute, but and deficit. but the uh, the federal government and the sequestration numbers are holding their spending down. There's really only two areas where the federal government has increased their spending in any significant amount, that's health care and interest payments. State and local governments are going to start, and especially here in Colorado, uh, are going to start another brash of debt offerings. I think there's going to be lots of them on the ballot come November. There are 20 in California that I know of, 10 or 15 in New York, They're feeling, well, it's time to start spending money, and if you look at their cycle, it's about right. We might see these numbers turn here in the near future. Here's the other side of things. The last treasury auction, this is the percentage of what's known as the indirects. Uh, Indirects are not primary dealers, those that normally buy treasuries directly. This is everybody else, mostly multinationals and foreign central banks. 72% 72% of the entire treasury auction went to uh, foreign central banks. The, uh, the treasury, again, is going through another round of popularity, especially with the prospect of some increased interest rates. Uh, wow, it is really a dichotomy. Uh, the efforts to put tools in the Federal Reserve system by raising rates are being held back by those that can't wait to have the increased rates, making them popular, driving the price up. Uh, here's the, the federal deficit numbers. They really aren't very dramatic. Uh, I think that's probably the reason why the media has stayed out of it. A lot of the prospects for uh, budget control are still in place. Again, the increase in the deficit, most of that, about 5.5% of the total federal was health care. I uh, can't say off that that's a horrible place to spend money, but that's where it goes, and interest. The likelihood of the interest expense increasing has obviously increased. As valuable as the treasuries are and as popular as they are, the other side of that is our interest payments go up. On the other side of the coin, here is mostly Eastern Europe with Germany at the bottom. Uh... They've done fairly well. Romania is probably leaving, leading the, the pack. Czech Republic, Poland, uh, Slovakia are all trying to do two things. One, break their dependence upon Germany. Uh, and two, be as opportunistic as they can with new markets. And I think they're making ground. I think the people that have started to show signs of of being players in the uh, global manufacturing are here. Mexico is one. As China slips, uh, Mexico, Korea, the four or five Eastern Europeans uh, have resources, reasonable personnel, and their growth numbers are good. What are the What are the Eastern Europeans doing to grow in their economies? Uh, they are trying to mostly. These are especially Romania, and Bulgaria, Uh, government-sponsored deals to get back into manufacturing. Now, Poland, it was shoes. And Poland has done that before. A couple of decades ago, they were major shoe manufacturers until Vietnam took it over. They're trying to get back into that business again. Uh, Romania, they're trying to be exporters through the Black Sea, through the, the Bosphorus out into the Mediterranean. I mean, they've they got, they got a couple of ports there. Uh, Czech Republic, they're trying to do electronics and assembly. Uh, Singapore has really lost that business due to the lack of uh, anything coming from China. So being between Germany, France, and Russia, they think they can be in the assembly business. We hope for the best the uh well, there's a little section here missing, but uh, just a reminder that the equity markets in the u s are back in a new record territory for not a lot of great reasons, other than nothing is bad, so uh, that's it for now. Thanks.